This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. It's one of the strangest experiences of my life. And I could, so there's like probably. ladders and, and, and trade. <laughs> Welcome to Game Dev Advice, the game developer's podcast. Your place for resources and in-depth conversations with other game development professionals. I'm your host, John J.P. Podlasic. I've worked at 10 different game companies, starting back in 1989 with the TurboGrafx-16. Over the decades, I've developed games like Mortal Kombat, Avengers Initiative, Beavis and Butthead, and numerous others. I now work for a startup called Level X. But this podcast isn't about me. It's about you and the game development community. So if you have questions or ideas, give a call, 224-484-7733, or go to the gamedevadvice.com website. I have a great show for you today, so let's kick things off with 004, part one. Today's guest, Mike Antonacelli. Mike began his career in 2005 as a volunteer intern for Red Eye Studio. He graduated from Columbia College the following year with a BA in computer animation. Soon after, he entered the legendary Midway Games in Chicago as an art production intern. From there, he transferred to Midway LA and became a full-time animator. In 2008, he completed Animation Mentor, a two-year training program by Disney, Pixar, and DreamWorks animators. In 2009, he incorporated as Super Fantastic CG Inc. Over the past nine years, Super Fantastic's notable clients have grown to include Disney, Marvel, SteelSeries, NextNow, Pulse Learning, Ragtag, and Trinket Studios. Outside of animation, Michael loves spending time with his niece and traveling. He just came back from spending three months in Brazil, Argentina, and Chile while working remote. Okay, let's kick things off with Mike. Yeah, we've got Mike and Chelly. Hey, Mike, how's it going? Good, good. How are you doing? Doing well. Cool. Um, all right, let's get started. I'll uh, right. hit you with the first question. Um, how did you get started in the video game industry? Kind of talk me through it. Sure. Uh, well, I would say I first kind of got interested in computer graphics, um, kind of like at a job fair in high school, I had no idea what I wanted to do, uh, what I wanted to study in college or what I wanted to do um, after I got out. And I think I went to a job fair that had the 
uh, Illinois Institute of Art or something was there and they showed some computer graphics and mm-hmm. 3D stuff and animation. And I said, whoa, you can, you can actually do that as a job? Right. What, what, time, what, what year was this? Um, just oh, man. Just it, it probably had to be uh, maybe around 99 or 2000, something like that. Okay. When cool. I graduated high school in 2002. Um, so, yeah, I just knew I wanted to do something with like 3D and animation. And I ended up going to um, Columbia College in Chicago mm-hmm. Okay. in 2002. And I uh, studied computer animation. And uh, I think I wanted to do something. I don't know. Maybe I thought I was going to become like a Pixar animator or Disney animator or something like that. I knew right. that I wanted to do that 3D. And just kind of just the nature of being in Chicago, I think there wasn't too much involved in film, but there was more with video games. Right. So I said, that's that's also a great alternative. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you're, pl- you're, sure you're playing games. Yeah. At the time. So, right. Yeah. Uh, so my first opportunity was at, um, was to do an internship at red eye studio, um, oh, high voltage, right? The, which is the part of high animation. voltage or yeah. connected to high voltage somehow. I actually, they were next to each other, right? I don't know. If yeah. You yeah. I, I've been there. I went to an open house when they launched red eye and, um, yeah, it's, I, I think it's a sub business of high voltage, but yeah, they're, they're connected in the same building. So yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice setup. And, they were a motion, yeah, motion capture studio for the for the games that High Voltage makes, or I guess whoever wanted to hire them to to use the studio, right? Um, and I don't think I ever even ever set foot in the High Voltage studio itself. I was always in the in the Red Eye Red uh, Eye area, which had like a little office set up, and then the big studio in the back. Um, and uh, it was a three month unpaid internship mm. that I was happy to do. Um, to get my foot in the door and learned a ton right. from that. And that's actually where I met John, John Crisell, uh, cause he was the head of, uh, ah, right, right, right. He was the head uh, of the studio for the which, red eye. Yeah. Yeah. Which later led to you and I working together at, uh, Disney wide load. Right. Years later. But, um, yeah. at the time I was still in school, uh, still in at Columbia. Um, and then when I graduated Columbia, uh, later that year, uh, I got a internship at Midway Games thanks to um, hmm. a few people from my class who who had actually started working there uh, as interns before that. Uh, Rocky Venus, I don't know if you, yeah, Rocky, right. yeah, I know uh, Rocky, yeah, uh, his yeah brother Rich, uh, Mar- Rich Marquis, right, or, or Rich, Rich is his cousin or something, but yeah, okay, yeah, um, him. Um, uh, Frank James Schweska, um, mm-hmm. they were you know, kind of some of the people top of my class at the time, mm-hmm. and they kind of got it, got in at Midway, and then they they brought me in there. Um, in the uh, I was in the art department, the global art department, uh, working under Marty Murphy. Okay. To and my our, I was there with uh, Frank James Schweska. He goes by Frank. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, Rocky was there as an animation intern. And so we were there in the art department uh, cataloging all the existing art assets for all of Midway, all the studios across the world. Wow. Um, and trying to put them into one database where um, hmm. they could be searched and used uh, 
for artists in the future so you don't have to redo things. You know, a lot of things are being remade over and over again. And right, right. Say, let's, let's, put, let's put it all on a database that's easily searchable uh, and we can grab it from there. The problem was all these video games that were made previously, all these existing assets were never were never built with that in mind. So we were reverse right. engineering them out of out of existing games. So it's like we took it out of Unreal and hey, we created an Unreal package and and separated everything. So we were going kind of in re- reverse engineering what was hmm. what was available to make it uh, usable again. Uh, so it's quite a task. Um, Thousands of assets, like, hey, yeah. go through these oh, yeah. piles and piles and piles of uh, drives with all these files. Yeah. Yep, yep. So that was, our, that was our main task. But also, I was also doing running around grabbing things, pressing buttons, being sent over here to do this or that, lots of little tasks here and there. Um, mm-hmm. And at the time, I was there, and I was uh, trying to get into the animation department, but there wasn't any openings, and, and the, there was an in- animation intern spot mm-hmm. that was already taken and then the next one to open up went to the intern before me uh, mm-hmm. so i was there for eight or nine months uh, waiting for a position to open up nothing was really ready for me and at the time i was also i signed up for animation mentor which is um that's a program right uh yeah it's a two-year course i don't know i'm not sure nowadays how long it is but two years to learn um character animation you know taught by pixar animators and disney animators and all that hmm. um where is that where's that based out of is it online or is it, San, it is online it is okay online. um i think they're based in san francisco um yeah so, that makes sense uh i was like you know i'm gonna become character animator this is something i want to do so i'm gonna do that on the side mm-hmm. to improve so I was uh, learning there. I was interning, um, and there was an opportunity at one point after after being there for eight or nine months um, in California at the Midway Studios LA for an animation intern. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know what, this is this is more aligned with with the type what I want to learn. Um, I'm doing an internship now, but if I'm doing an animation internship, maybe it'll it'll help push me towards becoming an animator, getting the position right full time. Um, yeah. yeah, so I decided to make the move to California um, and transferred there. Mm-hmm. And uh, there I was, I entered for a little while and finally got hired on for my full, first uh, full-time animator position. So yeah. That's no. kind of how I broke in, I guess. Right. Yeah, no, I, I give you credit, right? Because um, you moved, you know, all the way to the West Coast, um, so, which is expensive place to live to be an intern, right? So, um, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, yeah, you know, uh, it's you know, uh, it it speaks to your your initiative and your um, your fortitude, right? Because some people would just be like, "Well, I'm not going to move to L.A." And because did you even get paid then in L.A. or no? Uh, I was paid, but it was peanuts, it was, probably, right? Yeah, it wasn't too much, but uh, and I think I kind of had that uh, twenty twenty two year old. Yeah, nothing can ever go wrong. Type thing. right, <laughs> like right. optimism, like oh, it'll be fine. Well, you know, there's nothing right. I need to do. Just go do it. And blah, blah, blah. It was right. a tough decision, though. I mean, it, it was tough because uh, I, you know, I hadn't really lived out of state uh, at that time, and, mm-hmm. and yeah, you know, who knows what, what would happen. Yeah, so and you had to um, pack everything up and and just see where it goes. But yeah, that, that everything kind in of- my Toyota 1997 Toyota Celica back. <laughs> Packed everything I owned. I had a I had a turtle at the time. I put my turtle in a little carrying thing. Right. Filled it filled it up and I actually filled it up quite well. I, I tetrised basically all I could and I just uh-huh. hopped in the car and drove for 
three days. My mom came with me because her friend lives lives very close there, so she wanted to visit her friend. So she and she wanted me to make sure it was okay. So she right, sat in right. the passenger seat and we drove. We stopped at the Grand Canyon. She was holding the turtle. <laughs> we took the turtle. She's to like, the "What Grand is my Canyon. son doing? We're yeah. driving to California to be an intern." Yeah. This yeah, video game right. crap. Why? Yeah, exactly. I, I'll just put up <laughs> with this. You don't want now. to be a lawyer? Are you sure? Right. You don't want to be a doctor? Yet? You know, med school. Is, med school is not that hard, Michael. You <laughs> yeah, say, right. You're a smart guy. Exactly. Yeah, as the mom would say. Right. Oh, you're smart. You can do it. You can do and, it. Go back yeah. to school. Do something else. Yeah. <laughs> be Still practical. Says that, actually. Right. But uh, yeah, so we we made the drive. Um, Took, took some pictures with the turtle at the Grand Canyon on the way there. Uh, and I was, I think we left on a, on a Friday and I was like at work at on Monday. I was working wow. there on Monday, <clears throat> something like that. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. And, uh, I was there for a while, uh, still doing animation mentor, um, uh, at that studio, Sal DeVita was there. Mark Janelle, uh, some of the some of the. Big well, that was names. the wrestling stuff, probably by then, right? Yeah, we worked on TNA wrestling. Yeah, right. Well, those are two of the best people you can learn from, right? I mean, Sal, especially yeah. on animation, um, and Mark with gameplay. That's that's uh, that's some heavy hitters to be learning from. So it's smart, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and they were they were really really nice, really welcoming, and they're like, yeah, we got another Chicago guy out here in, in, in the LA studio. There was a there was right. a handful of people from Chicago who transplanted over there. So right, right. We yeah, really, they, really, they probably liked you more. Like, all right, another Chicago guy. It's yeah, exactly. California people. Oh, yeah, there. I was I was held in, in a little bit higher esteem. Right. That. Although Mark um, and Sal are still in California, and they're probably never going to leave. Which yeah, I, I can't blame them. But yeah, yeah, they're. Um, that's funny. Yeah, everybody there. Everybody there was is from someplace else. There was like hardly any any native-born California people there. Yeah. So I stayed for a while. I got kind of homesick uh, eventually, and uh, I was doing animation mentor. It was getting t- towards our final project, and uh, and I thought, you know, I really want to focus on school now. I want to finish this up because I'm, I'm paying a lot of money for this animation mentor right I want to uh, make sure i'm getting the most out of it as possible um so i decided to come back home to chicago and just just focus on that and improve uh, my character animation to the best best it could possibly be mm-hmm. um and i think by this time we're talking like uh, end of 2007 early 2008 okay um and uh, after, shortly after that, uh, I started freelancing, just just mm-hmm. kind of by accident, starting on a on a TV show pilot that uh, hmm. that a local a local person here uh, wanted to make his own TV show that was an animated version of The Sopranos, basically called The Baritonios. Okay. And, <laughs> and was it, uh, it was, aired or was it, was it just something? Uh, hit, I think uh, it's still looking for funding right now. So that was about <laughs> 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. We're still looking. Uh, find it. So I'm me surprised. and uh, one of my, one of my good friends and colleagues, uh, Ryan, Ryan Duff, um, who's a 3d artist. We, uh-huh. we were working out of the back. There was, there was originally a company called B media that they, that they were going through to make this, 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 uh, this pilot and yeah. the company folded and they said, um, you know, let's let, we want to make the pilot. We'll just hire you outright. Um, Ryan Duff, my colleague. And they said, we needed this animator who was going to go work at B media with, with them. We're going to hire him outright. And we just worked it. We worked out of his office, which was like a granite countertop company. We worked in the back office with him 
Really? <laughs> yeah, it was, it's one of the strangest experiences of my life. And I could, so there's probably, like ladders and, and, and tradesmen <laughs> and, and yeah, there's, there was on. a warehouse in the back and they, and we didn't even have a desk And the, the guy's dad, who was like a woodwork who woodworker or something too. He built us like a, a, a desk. Right. I remember one day we came and he built a desk out of like some particle board and, and smelled like formaldehyde. <laughs> and I was questioning the safety of breathing this in all day yeah. with the computer on top of it. But, you know, my first, first yeah. freelance job, I didn't want to right. rock the boat too much. Right. Here you uh, go, kid. Get to work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I've got quite a few stories about, about that. It was quite an experience. Um, wow. uh, yeah, so that was my first freelancing job, which I kind of just fell into because they contacted me. Mm-hmm. Shortly after that was the, uh, I sent an updated uh, reel demo reel to uh to john john crisell right was working at wide load and i said hey i got a new reel how's it going at wide load Are you guys looking for animators and they were uh, contract animators right and uh that's how i got started there and with that that uh overall lasted uh, almost five years of mm-hmm. of uh contract work at, at, at disney interactive where i met you met so many yeah, a lot of people. people yeah and uh was uh, just a great experience right until they uh until they launched the missiles and they nuked us that one day but, <laughs> yeah that, that happens until the, it was over yeah yeah so um in terms of like kind of all the lessons learned and things like that and where you're at now kind of like um what do you wish you had known when you started yeah um I think a big thing, I don't know if this is an artist or a perfectionist thing, but I always, uh, when I was trying to evaluate how good I was, I would kind of uh, look at other people's work, you know, peers, other people's in school and say like, oh, okay, how are they doing? How, like, wh- am I better than them? Am I the best around? Am, am, uh, and I kind of had this mentality that I had to be the best. And if there was, And then I found you know, you might be a you might be a big fish in a small pond, but then you go into a bigger pond and you're not the you're not the biggest fish anymore. And kind of seeing people who are just amazing natural talent, and then I got down on myself about that, especially when I was in in school or in an animation mentor. Mm-hmm. Where there's people all over the world who are who are learning, and some of them are actually already working in the industry. Some of them went on to become uh, lead the head of the animation department at Disney or something like that. Right. So you kind of see these people who are basically gods of animation and yeah. you look at yourself and you say, I'm shit. Oh my right. God. How's this going to work out? Yeah. yeah I should oh. just hang, I just, I should just hang this up right now. This isn't <laughs> right. Uh, right. I can't. So I probably would, uh, I probably would have told myself, you know, there's, there's always going to be someone who's, who's better than you. Mm-hmm. Don't take it personally. Don't, don't lose confidence in yourself. Just be, just improve yourself to the best that, that you can and just mm. don't give up basically that don't give up hope, you know, when, when, when you see something like that and kind of just l- you learn it, learn from it, you know, be inspired by it. Um, right. Yeah. yeah so but- I, I don't know what other, I think that's kind of like a generally like an artist thing. I don't know. If, uh, yeah. No, but I, I mean, I think it's smart to look at other people's work to kind of raise, raise your game and kind of see exactly you know who you're competing against you know a lot of times people just i think are in a little bubble and, and they just put the minimal effort in and they think well i'm just doing the thing so of course i'm going to get the job but you know if you don't look to see exactly. what your competition is um then that portfolio comes along people look at it for 30 seconds and go eh, i've seen that before next one 
That wasn't, I mean, that was advice that I got early on was, um, and I guess you could, this could lead to, to giving advice to, to someone getting, getting into the industry is, mm-hmm. is see how other people are, are doing and especially people who are already working and see if your work uh, is on the same level as them. Cause it has to be, you know, at a professional level to, to right. be hired as a professional. So that's something that I kept in mind when I was looking at people, but I would say on the other hand, other hand, don't uh, let it get to you. Um, yeah. If don't someone be- is better than you, don't uh, don't let it uh, kind of. Don't beat yourself up about it, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And 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 don't beat yourself up, and then that leads you to not getting feedback, not not mm-hmm. looking at other people, being a you know, a, a, a being averse to looking at other people's work because you don't want to feel bad about about your own. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. Because then, then you may retract and shy away, and just be like, "I, I, I don't want to look at it because it's going to be better than my stuff. I'm going to feel bad, and then exactly, uh, I'll just play World of Warcraft." And <laughs> yeah, then you end up playing World of Warcraft, right? And, and then 3am comes around, and I'm like, oh, I, I, I don't have time to work on my reel. I'm, I'm busy, you, you know. So yeah, to kind of use that as fuel, um, and and not get down on yourself too much, but kind of use it as a motivation. Inspiration. Yeah, inspiration exactly for what yeah. you what is possible to achieve. I think that's nice when you look at someone's work and you're just blown away by it, and you say, "How's that? How the hell did they do that?" Yeah, you know, use that. Try to try to find out. And I think if you if you see that level that high level of attainability, and you uh, and you work at it, and one day you kind of surprise yourself and you say, "Holy crap! I can't believe I made made something that actually looks." Like as close to you know as close to something as magnificent as as that is, yeah. No, that's cool. So, so kind of to that, and you've kind of led into that. But the you know, what advice uh, would you give to someone looking to get their first job? Okay, quick question break. What are your thoughts so far? Do you have a topic idea, a question to ask, or a guest suggestion? Let me know at two two four four eight four seven seven three three or on the gamedevadvice.com website. Be open to doing lots of different things. Um, you never yeah. know You never know what could become an opportunity for you later on. Uh, like, for example, like I said, I was, I was doing an unpaid internship mm-hmm. at Red Eye where you say, oh, well, I'm, I'm not going to make any money. Why would I, why would I do that? Um, you know, I could just learn on my own. They're not going to teach me anything. Well, I met... John John Crisell there, who was the head of the head of the um, motion capture studio, right? And then let's see, that was two thousand five. So five year, four or five years later, he helped. He was at Wide Load, and he mm-hmm. got me. Uh, you know, he got me in there as a as an animator. So would I have expected that when I was when I was doing the internship? No, not at all. Right. I, mean, I just thought, especially when it was done after three months, I was like, okay, well, that's that's a that's that box is closed. Mm-hmm never open that up again, but no, actually, um, it, it leads to more opportunities. So, so be open to doing lots of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, doing a podcast, for example, <laughs> see what comes of it. Um, even if it's not directly related to what you're, you know, Oh, I need, I need to get a job. And it's, this is not going to help me. Uh, there's no way you never know. You never know right. who you'll meet. You'll never know what you'll learn. It, mm-hmm. it could lead anywhere. You obviously worked hard and did a good job. Right, because when you reached out to John four or five years later, he was like, "Oh yeah, Mike, 
yeah, that guy works hard. Uh, <laughs> he did good stuff, we, you know, right? Because, exactly. uh, you know, if you'd schluffed off and like, I'm not getting paid and moped around and yeah. had a pity party. Um, then when you reached out to John, uh, he would have just been like, yeah, yeah whatever. That right? wasn't so great. Yeah. And, and, well, and just to riff on that point, I, I think people underestimate your uh, two things. Your reputation's super uh, important and your reputation is based on, you know, not what you say, but what you do. So you, you obviously did things to highlight your skills and, uh, and, and making yourself marketable, you know? Um, so you did that and um, it's a small industry, right? To your point too, you, you know, John, uh, John's a friend of mine. He works for Google now, you know, he was the studio head at, at wide load. Um, you know, who knew, right? When you, when you were a, a unpaid intern and, and he was running the mocap studio that, things would lead that way but um you you worked hard and you took chances and you tried things and you know here you are right so yep that's exactly yeah. right and yeah so and have a that's another thing too is have a have a good attitude wherever mm -hmm. whatever the job is you know even if you're a go-getter intern um because again you know you're an intern and and maybe uh when the interns internships up they'll be like uh, this guy did a lot of stuff. He was really helpful. Let's, you know, let's try and find a place for him versus, eh, he was mediocre. All right, we're done. You know? <laughs> um, so again, I, 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 I give you credit for actually working hard and doing those things that weren't immediately tangible. You know, what's in it for me? You know, what's my benefit? I think some, sometimes people are too short-sighted and then they just complain and whine and bitch instead of actually putting in the work, rolling up your sleeves, building your portfolio, having a good attitude. You know? Yeah. And especially as an intern, that's a, that's another thing is people are, every, a lot of people paid their dues in this industry, especially mm -hmm. nowadays when it's, it's getting tougher and tougher, I think with, you know, there's more competition. So, yeah. they, you know, I did three internships just to get my first job. So right. Uh, right. Uh, when an, if an intern comes in with a, with an, an attitude of, that I'm not going to do that. And it's below me. Guy. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. They say, well, the person who, who is your boss at that time will say, well, I paid my dues and, uh, you mm. know, I, I did what I could to get here. Why, why are you not doing that? And it's not going to look good if, if, if that happens to be your, your attitude. Yeah. Well, and people just don't want those kind of people around, right? Because, everyone's got pressure, everyone's got deadlines, everyone has work. So when yep. they know people are going to contribute, they want those people around. If, if people are too stuck on themselves and think things are below them and act like prima donnas, um, then it's goodbye. Right. And, and, yeah. and then, and at then those people are young, <laughs> maybe when they become at the top of the, of the food chain, they can say, yeah. uh, yeah, I'm not going to do that. And they can get away with it. Right. <laughs> not, right. When you're, not when you're one of many people who are, who are just trying to, to break in. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, yeah. When you're young and you don't have a deep, awesome reel and you don't have a bunch of games under, uh, under your name as credits and stuff, um, you do what you have to do and you work hard and have a good attitude. And, um, yeah, it, it always, the people that are always confused why they can't get jobs or why things don't work out and then they complain about stuff, you know, it's like, well, how, how, how hard did you work and, and what did you do? And, um, did you take that initiative and, and did you do that thing that other people didn't want to do? Right. And yeah, that's, people, that's they, a, they did it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. The, the thing that other people don't, I think that's a, that's a good point to, to go on to is, or some advice I would say is, um, and this, this I learned early on too, is if someone comes up and says, well, we really need some, can you do this in X, Y, Z? And it's, it's different from what you normally do. Right. Um, 
say, you know, be open to saying, well, I'm not, uh, be honest, first of all. And right. Just say, well, I kind of know how to do this and that. I, I can give it a shot and, 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 and I can do it. And, and in that way, you're not saying, uh, no, I don't know how to do that. I, I can't do that. Um, try to mm-hmm. be yeah. uh, kind of active in helping out because if, if a boss or somebody is, or a pr- producer or manager is coming to you, they, they need help with that. They need somebody who can do that. Can you do it? Maybe you can, maybe you can't, but at least you're going to give it a shot. And that's always very helpful in the, in the production environment. And, and mm-hmm. uh, I always kept that in mind with me, um, especially with freelancing. And it led to a lot of people saying, geez, man, Mike, uh, Mike goes above and beyond whatever we ask him to do or, mm-hmm. uh, you know he he's very thorough and he he uh we know that whatever we throw at him he can either do it or he could find out who can do it or or know about it so it's it's helpful to to uh kind of be a someone who provides solutions rather than cause more problems or right well it's it's kind of like that richard branson i'm gonna botch it but it's kind of like say yes and then figure it out later, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. and, <laughs> I think it's one of his quotes, and, and it, that's the right idea. And, and I, I think it's smart to preface it saying, "Hey, I, I don't know how to do this exactly, but you know, I'll give it a shot, and let's check back in three days or whatever, and yeah. and then try it, and not just be like, no, that's not my thing. I don't know how to do it. It sounds too hard.' And ask questions too. That's another thing that I learned in, in the internships. Yeah. After idea. botching something up really bad because I didn't understand the instructions properly. Right. <laughs> Everything I'm telling you, I learned from mistakes that I've made in the past. So hopefully somebody else can can take this advice and, and uh, not mess things up the first time. But uh, Right. Well, uh, yeah. And you had a great mentor, right? Like, So I'm sure Sal was like super helpful when you, you did something yeah. wrong in animation. And, you know, the really, I, I think people underestimate how helpful uh, people are, and, and especially um, the ones that care and, and, and have a good work ethic and are, are passionate about their craft, like a Sal DeVita, right? He'll, he wasn't like, yeah, it's your problem, kid. You go figure it out. You, you know, <laughs> I, I'm sure he, he helped you and like you're learning from the best. So it's like, um, take advantage of that. Ask questions. Yeah. Learning yeah. from Nightwolf. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Nightwolf, I mean, NBA Jam. Um, uh, he was Nightwolf though. I, yeah, he I, was. I oh yeah. Together yeah. When, I, when, I, when I finally met him and I was like, Okay, I'm going to cut this short right now because this runs much longer than an hour and I want to be mindful of your time. So tune in next week for part two. Thanks for listening to this episode of Game Dev Advice, the Game Developers Podcast. If you found it interesting or helpful, please leave a five-star review. I'd really appreciate it. And don't forget to subscribe. I have a lot of great episodes coming out. As always, I want to hear from you, the game development community. So give me a call at 224-484-7733 or reach out on the website, gamedevadvice.com. I want to know your struggles, your questions, and your ideas. Since the podcast is really about you, the fellow game developer, and our game development community. Thanks and take care.